Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 11 and the 28th to 30th verse. I'm reading from the message translation of the Bible. If you have it, you can read it or you can go home and check it or you can write down. Hallelujah. Blessing be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you are enjoying this part of the year on the teaching of God's grace? Amen. We'll continue to learn. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11 and the 28th verse. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my Amen. yoke, yes. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. The message translations reads like this: Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover life. I will show you. How to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. If you want to title this word, you can read it or you can put it, Unforced Rhythms of God's Grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you read these chapters, in the context of Matthew 11, the Lord starts from 20 to 24, if you listen to this conversation. And from 20 to 24, Jesus is speaking to Bethesda and Koros and said, What to you, Bethesda? And what to you, Koros? Because if the miracles that would have been performed for you, if it would have been performed to Tyre and Sodom, they would have repented. So Jesus, starting that passage, saying that I've done so many miracles, but my people haven't changed. Praise the Lord. Then he goes on to say, from 25 to 27, how God hides things from the pride and reveal it to the little children. Amen. Because little children are absolute trust, trusting, undivided attention. They are humble. And then he goes on to say about the unforced rhythms of God's grace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God has done miracles in our past, but it takes grace of God for us to change. How many of you believe that? God has done miracles for us in the past, but we need to be like little children to continue in that grace of God. We cannot come to a point and we have said, hey, we have grown too much that we know and understand and everything. I got it all. The Lord said, he reveals it to the little babes, little children with absolute attention and absolute rest and undivided humility and undivided love. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, Matthew 11, and the 28th, 28th verse, he says, Come to me, all you're tired and worn out and burned out. I was praying in my spirit. And the reason why I came today is because I sense in my spirit too many people are burned out in their Christian life. It's only six months along the 2018 and some of us are burned out in our Christian walk. We have lost our fuel. In the coming days, I will tell you grace is a fuel. But some of us have lost our fuel. Some of us have lost and tired and burned out. In a Christian walk, in a Christian work. But Lord is going to renew your strength like that of an eagle. The Lord is going to renew your heart. Renew your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He renew you again to rise up higher. And flow in the, praise the Lord, unforced rhythm of God's grace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said if you're burned out on religion. One of the reasons why we get burned out. If I get into a religious attitude as we walk the Christian walk. 
Hallelujah. What does the word religion means? You know, today the word religion is not a positive word in our lives because of the way the devil has twisted it. But actually the word religion, you know, comes from the word really go, really go. The positive meaning of religion is really go. Really go means to bind, to tie together. So the positive meaning of religion is to tie together to a relationship that is beneficial to God and to the work of God. Actually, the word religion is positive. But Pharisees and Sadducees twisted it, broke its power. Are you walking in a religion or a relationship? Coming to a Friday, coming to a Sunday. Is it religion or is it out of relationship? Doing God's work, getting up in the morning to pray. It is out of religion or relationship. Fasting and praying, having a, trying to have a faithful married life. Is it out of religion or relationship? Honoring your parents, honoring your father and mother. Is it out of religion or relationship? Oh, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Serving the Lord. Is it out of religion or relationship? If it is, if it is the positive words of religion, hallelujah, it means to tie you together to a relationship. Amen. Which is beneficial to God and to the work of God. Is your life beneficial to God and to the work of God? Hallelujah. Pharisees who was the same yesterday, today and forever misplaced that word religion. And what did they do? They twisted that word religion and tied to things that reduces our, the life of our spirit. They tied, to our, they tied our relationship into a set of rules and regulations that did not really have the power to make us enlightened, restored or renewed or experienced God's workings in our lives. If you have the mindset of a Pharisee or a Sadducee or if you are tied into a, your life of Christianity into a church with set of rules and regulations and does not experience the power of God outside this church or you are not capable to give a Christian experience to somebody else who comes and mixes with you, there is a problem. You have, without knowing, have tied into a religion and not to a relationship. Hallelujah. So it is time that we are not, we have to be sure that we are walking in the unfolds rhythms of His grace and not in under the power of a religion. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you get burned out. We don't want to be burned out doing the right thing. We don't want to lose our smile doing the right thing. We don't want to lose our hope and lose our energy doing the right thing. We don't want to become more tired than unbelievers after receiving all the word that is under heaven on earth. We don't want to be more walking in the fruit of the flesh after receiving all this word and yet being condemned and not walking in the freedom and the liberty of the Spirit of God. For that, we need to be tied into a beneficial relationship with the God and not into a set of rules and regulations will not allow us to experience the revelation knowledge of God. In a relationship, Romans 13, 8 to 10 says, whatever we do should flow from the love of God. Love fulfills the law. Even the law that you even, even, even you just heard when somebody says, do not commit adultery, you should not commit adultery. God said so. But why should, you shouldn't do it? Not because of a set of rules and regulations, but because you love your wife. Love fulfills the law. Jesus said, do not commit adultery. Or Jesus said, flee from idolatry. I am the Lord your God, who will, who make me the Lord of your life, who visits the iniquity to four generations. Don't make an idol in your heart, in the image of an idol under heaven, on earth, under the earth. Do not make it. But why do we do it? We do it because when we draw into the love of God, we flee from idolatry. 
not because to fulfill a set of rules and regulations. The more you draw unto God, the more you flee from things that are not of God. Praise the Lord. I said somebody who said, law will be built in the hearts of men. In the New Testament life, in the Christian walk, the laws of God are built in the hearts of men and it flows itself in the love of God. Whatever we do has to flow in the love of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever we do, it should flow out of the love of God. It's embedded in our hearts. Ezekiel said, I'll put a law into your hearts and your spirit. When you're born again, God puts his law into your heart. And how does it come? It flows out of love. If it is a set of rules and regulations, you'll be burned out. Oh, come on, church. So what does it say? Jesus said, my yoke, it is easy and light. Hallelujah. He's speaking about my yoke. Jesus is speaking about getting into a yoke with you and plowing ground and making it fruitful. How many of you believe that? You are called to, hallelujah, make a yoke with God. You are called to have a double yoke, not with the world, not with the devil, not with unbelievers. No, you are called to have a yoke with Jesus and plow the ground and make it fruitful. God has called us into a fruitfulness, hallelujah. This evening, know that God has called into all sorts of fruitfulness. Fruitful in the womb, fruitful in the ministry, fruitful in the marriage, fruitful in the work. Hallelujah. Bible says, hallelujah. Be yoked with me. Learn from me. My yoke is easy. Learn from me. See how I do it with the Father. That's what he's saying. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When Jesus came onto the earth, he did not do anything by his own. He yoked with his Father. Whatever he did, whatever he saw, he learned from the Father and he did it. There was an effortless ease in his walking with God. Every day he did not say, oh, it's so tiring. Only once you will see him saying, not my will, yours be done. If possible, take this cup away from me. Every day, otherwise he would get up in the morning, joyful in the morning. Hallelujah. Walking with God, walking with God. In the three and a half years, he fulfilled the work of a lifetime. Hallelujah. And sat at the right hand of God the Father. And here are we, started the, started the Christian walk and burned out. Hallelujah. Even before we started it. In the good years, in the young years, in 30s and 40s, when you should be walking in the maximum of God, we are tired and worn out. Hallelujah. With our work, with our, with our liabilities, with our problems, with our issues. I told the other day, somebody, when a person like me coming here and preaching to you, my throat out, you think that I don't have issues, I don't have things to do, a pastor is so blessed. You don't know my life. If it is not for the grace of God. There are issues in my life. There are issues in the church. There are issues in the ministries that God has appointed me. Hallelujah. There are issues and more issues to be handled. Could, have, could break me. Could, could put me into two. Hallelujah. There are people who are for me. There are people who are against me. There are people who agree with me. There are people who disagree with me. There are people who honor me. There are people who dishonor me. There are people who smiles in front of me, who speaks behind my back. I know it, but it will not allow me to be broken down because all I do is not according to what people say, but by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I am yoked with Jesus. And when you are walking close with Jesus, amidst all that, when you think that you're going to be burned out and when you're going to be tired and when you're going to be burned out, somewhere along the line, there is an effortless ease. There is a rhythm of God's grace that you're walking into. Hallelujah. Jesus lived totally yielded to God. That's why he said, learn from me. For I'm humble and meek in heart. He lived totally yielded to God. He did everything by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everything that he did or he spoke was prompted. By what he saw from the Father. He allowed things to unfold in his life. Rather than trying to make it happen. 
Hallelujah. He allowed things to happen. He allowed things to unfold with the fruit of patience. A lot of time we are trying to make things happen. We try things. I know tonight also people in the church, because of the discouragement, they have taken situation into their own hands. They said, enough of enough, enough of faith, enough of grace, enough of God, enough of preaching, enough of whatever I've been listening to what pastor said to do. Now let me take my life into his hands. Hallelujah. You can take it forward two kilometers, but after two kilometers, you will be burned out. Hallelujah. Your self-will and your self-strength won't be enough to carry you. Praise the Lord. When I was in Australia for the holiday, I went to one of these, uh, what is that, Great Barrier Reef and was trying to, I thought I was a good swimmer, so I was trying to swim in the ocean. And I was using all my hands and my legs in the ocean. And the, and the, and the, and the, the guide says, take care of that boy. Take care of that person. He does not know swimming. I thought I was a good swimmer. I swam in the uh, pool. You know, I, I, I could handle water. I'm very comfortable in water. Even I've been to the ocean and see, I, I could go to any distance without any fear. I'm very comfortable with the waves. I can handle myself in deep waters and deep waves. So I thought I'm a good in swimming. But they said, in, in, in the ocean, you don't, you don't just flap your hands and, you know, you just lay your hands, surrender to the ocean. You just only effortless ease. You just, you just move your legs, effortless ease. And, and the waves will take you forward. Praise the Lord. You can go into any number of kilometers. The guide, the lady said, sir, if you are flapping like this, in, in, in just 100 meters, you will lose all your fuel. Hallelujah. What am I trying to tell you today? You can flap. You can go a little further with your own strength, with your own decision, with your New Year res resolution. But after January 1st, if it is not for the grace of God, praise the Lord. Somewhere along the line, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You will get stuck. You will hit the rock. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But tonight, I pray that the spirit of the almighty God, as the spirit of grace, will open your eyes into the hallelujah, praise the Lord. The rhythm of God's grace. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He allowed things to happen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, the problem is in our practical Christian walk, when we started our walk with God, there is an in-between. When we nav navigate through that in-between, we get into something called unhealthy tension. Everybody say unhealthy tension. I've experienced that in my Christian walk and as a pastor, as, as, as a person who is growing up even now, I know that when I, when I just move away my eyes and my focus from God's grace, I get into this unhealthy tension. I know when I stand here, I'm working, I'm ministering, I'm worshiping, there's unhealthy tension. God, instead of unhealthy tension, wants us to have creative tension. Everybody say creative tension. Unhealthy tension stops us from walking in our optimal best. Whether as creative tension, they make us progress and being productive and being fruitful in, in, in our walk with God. In a, we'll walk in a supernatural flow. Hallelujah. Whatever we do is producing results. Our prayer is producing results. Our ministry is producing results. Our marriage is producing results. Not unhealthy tension, creative tension. Unhealthy tension will make our nervous system gets into a high level of tension that our mind is blocked to think correctly. Our nervous system is so tightened. Even our thinking capacity, our, our sound thinking is affected. Hallelujah. Whereas in creative tension, we discern. We catch the impression of the spirit. We catch the small still voice and the subtle leading of the spirit. We, 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 it's, it's healthy. We he, hear the impressions of God's grace, which is not forced, 
but which is led. In the healthy tension, the Holy Spirit leads you, doesn't push you. You have to do the right thing, you have to do right, but led by the Spirit. In an unhealthy tension, we block our entire being from discerning that voice, that which we are designed to help us and to carry out the work of God. When God speaks to us, His voice is designed to help us, to design to take the next step. But if we can't hear it, we are blocked, we are stuck, we are shocked. Today, God is saying some of you are shocked. But the voice, small, still voice will get you out of the Elijah shock. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Into an Elisha walk. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Creative tension helps us to carry the intentions of God in a creative, supernatural way. Praise the Lord. See, Peter created, when he heard the voice of God, in a creative manner, a creative tension walk. Is there a tension walking on the water? Yes. It's a creative, in a supernatural, led by every step. Ha, ah, ah, ha, in an amazing, in a beautiful, wow, in a wow world. How am I doing this? How am I able to look at it? There's an excitement walking your Christian walk. Come on, church. It flows from within, not from the head. There's a flow from within. You're able to listen to what God speaks to your heart, not function through the head. The moment you move out of that grace, you will see everything that you calculate, it is through your head. Everything that you plan, it is through your head. And always you think planning from the head will take you behind. Planning from the heart through the voice of God will make you advance. It's, it's always the sign. From when you look to the, from the beginning of the year, have you taken five steps forward or five steps backward? If you've taken five steps forward, hallelujah, it is the grace of God. If you have five steps backward, your intellect, your, your mind is playing games with you. Hallelujah. Now, how does this happen? Unhealthy tension. See, sometimes the idea that we need to do things in a forced way, that is, that is not the way of the Spirit. It's contrary to the Spirit. Sometimes do we have to do the right thing? Yes. Forced doing will not have permanent results. You have to trust the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you in your infirmity, the Bible says. That's why praying in the Spirit helps. Praying in tongues helps. To do the right thing by His strength. Hallelujah. Jesus, through the unforced rhythms of grace, was exercising lesser than more effort. He was using God's grace to move forward. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, how do... They, how do how, how does it happen? Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 4. And Romans chapter 4 and verse 4. How does this happen? Hebrews 4 and verse 4. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in his way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his work. Amen. Romans chapter 4. It's easy to remember. 4 and verse 4. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as death. Amen. How does it work? It works when you understand the promise of rest. Understanding ease, relief, refreshing, recreation, but promised by the Lord. Jesus was not interested in making you in lazy. The moment when you say rest, people will say, ah, no, it's a Holy Spirit directed activity. Holy Spirit led works that glorifies the Lord and Lord alone. It is not being made you to be made lazy. Hallelujah. Jesus was working with his father, not alone. It, it means that Hallelujah. That rest being yoked with Jesus will give you a rest to give you that work that is necessary to do. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is not trusting in our strength and our expertise, our experts, but our strength submitted 
to the grace of God. And he using it. Praise the Lord. What is that yoke in, in Matthew 11, 28 speaks about? It is called the double yoke of oxen. There is a dynamic balance when two oxen or horse united together. There is a dynamic balance. They start plowing together. So Jesus is saying, I want you to be yoked with me and work with me. I want you to be plowing together with me. Just as I saw Father doing and I did it, I want you to, I will do all the hard work. You just have to walk with me. Learn, ah, come on. Learn from me. I'm humble and meek in heart. Learn from me. I will give you rest. Take upon my yoke. It is easy and light. When Jesus Christ, you are walking yoked with Jesus as the ox, there is a dynamic balance. Jesus takes all the heaviness and the burdens. You just have to walk with him. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. There is an ease when you know that you are walking with the creator. There is an ease when you are walking with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. There is an ease when you walk with the Jesus who died for on the cross 2,000 years ago. There are an ease in your marriage. There is an ease in the work of God. There is an ease in preaching. There is an ease in pastoring. There is an ease in your business when you know that Jesus is on the other side. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody say, oh, I can't handle more than two children. There is an ease when you know Jesus is on the other side. I got petrified and scared. I thought, my God, how is it taking care of three children? Then I understand when Jesus is on the other side, it's just as good as taking care of one. You have to take care, yes. But Jesus is on the other side. Come on, church. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? That is called, hallelujah, the unforced rhythm of God's grace. In, in other words, nothing is forced. You're trusting the Lord which is on your side and walking with Him. Come on. There is an unforced rhythm of God's grace. There is a rhythm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus. When you learn about Jesus in His earthly life, Jesus was submitted to Torah or the law. Six days of labor and one day of rest is what the Old Testament te teaches us. That's called the Sabbath day rest. Most of us doesn't understand because we are workaholics. In Bangalore, we are forced to work, even on a Sunday. We are workaholics. But Jesus started from a place of rest. And Jesus wants us to learn, when you start from a place of rest, you will know what is necessary and what is unnecessary. Come on. Every day when you start your walk, you will know what are the necessary. Come on, so many people call, which are the necessary call to take. If I'm going to take everybody's call, everybody's problem, I'm going to pray over going after house and house and praying for people in the church, I will lose my rest. From the rest, I have to see which are the calls to take. Which are the counsel God is giving. Which are the wisdom God is giving in this issue. Because unless God gives it, I can't go and just, I can chatter. I cannot see you into a direction. I cannot release you into a direction. In a marriage, which are the conversation to speak? Which are the conversation that is necessary to bring a family life together? Which are the conversations to avoid and are totally unnecessary for the married life? Oh, come on church. And that is what the bridge between where we are and where we can reach in our total potential. If you understand that from where you are at the moment, you can reach into your total potential today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, releasing unnecessary tension. We carry unnecessary tension. We demand from ourselves and from others to a perfection that only God is capable of doing it. Come on, church. We demand from ourselves and from others Sometimes not from other, for ourselves, but more from others. A perfection that only God is strong enough, capable to give it to us. Because we are not, Paul prayed, His grace is sufficient for me. For His strength is made perfect in my weakness. I am not perfect. 
but when his strength come upon my weakness i walk in his perfection psalmist said he perfect that concerns me i have a problem with certain areas in my life david said but he perfect that would concerns me but you demand from you i have to do it i have to do it today i have to do it and from the end of the day without the holy spirit helping you leading you you will say you're always fallen short do we have to do it yes we have to do our best do our right but how through the working of love activating that grace of god hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord in does that mean that grace is for us to get away from we want to get away no grace is not grace is not for us to get away from things that we want to get away so we'll most people use the name of the grace to 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 get away from things they don't want to be holy so they put grace there grace leads to holiness they don't want to be committed coming to church on a friday and sunday so say, i trust in the grace that god understands that's not grace when you're full of grace you want to come every day to church come on oh come on church so grace is not an escape from god grace is an escape to god praise god hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord paul said i am what i am by the grace of god in verse 10 of 1 corinthians chapter 15 and the 11th verse he said i've labored more than anyone of you he did more for the lord he was more committed he was more willing to die for jesus than any other apostles why not of me but because of the grace of god are you understanding this so i am not saying that you can do get to do the things of your own but you are saying lord to do what is right and do what is best i need your help like last week i said i can't god has to amen grace is god's unmerited favor at christ's expense but in a practical level it means i can't lord i need your help god has to i can't unless you bless me lord i can't unless you show up hallelujah sometimes we have unnecessary tension in our hearts and our minds because you think i'm going to miss god i'm going to mess up that's what you have to put your faith in grace so you may not be frustrated every single time you will meet with god you will not miss god at all any time when you trust your faith in god's grace of give free gift that is received by putting your faith in him and his word and you're so conscious of jesus and his help and the power of the holy spirit working in you you're so dependent you're so weak in yourself but you're so strong in god that you will never miss out on the working of god but if you always will i miss out will i miss out will i miss out you'll miss out you will miss out out of tension should we miss no shouldn't but how does we assure ourselves that we won't miss because we put our faith in the goodness of god in the grace of god to lead us all those who are led by the spirit are sons of god walk in step with the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of your flesh trusting the author the spirit of grace hallelujah grace is a rhythm that is governed by god the spirit that does not change grace is a rhythm like this the rhythm that is governed by the spirit of grace that does not change that's why the bible says when you are in the grace out of the fullness of grace comes blessing after blessing grace upon grace hallelujah paul put it in this way the exceeding greatness of his power surpassing greatness there's a divine power that flows from that grace supernatural power to to see miracles and unbelievable things in our lives it is like the waves of grace the ocean like the ocean waves just uh, just like I told you there is a rhythm of the ocean waves amen a cyclic rhythm a circular rhythm to the ocean grace or the ocean waves grace is like that there is a circling rhythm there is a cy- circular rhythm or there is a cycle just 
there's a rhythm to it when you think about it it's like flowing into that waves of god's love any minute just flow into that love say i lord i know that you love me and then that grace is activated you get into that rhythm praise the lord you might be in that work getting tensed and you say lord i thank you for that love of god you get into that rhythm of grace and that effortless ease comes and and then that problematic issue look like hallelujah it can be solved hallelujah come on you you get into that hallelujah praise god wave of his love isn't amazing when you think that everything is tensed say lord i love i thank you for your love i love you jesus for your grace Whew. hallelujah that's why Romans 5 says, Paul, God has poured out his love into your hearts through the Holy Spirit. Last week I told you, being open, key thing is open. When his love comes, fill you, you get into that wave of God's grace, a rhythm of God's grace. Amen. Hallelujah. It will help you to pay attention to what God is doing or what has to happen. Oh, you don't want to miss that. It helps you to be attentive to God to the point that you can give your intentions to God for allowing it to happen. You are so attentive to God and His love that you can give your intentions to God to see it happen. If you're not attentive to God, you cannot give your intentions to God. Attention and intentions go together for the flow of the rhythm of grace. In other words, when you get into that flow, suddenly you will see your observational skills have developed. The observational things of the Spirit you catch it on the spirit. When there's a, say, hey, there's a fussing and prayer, you catch it, something good is going to happen. Your intention to do it comes. Because you're attentive, you catch things. You develop the observational skill. Then you say, oh, there is a rima coming out. There is a flow of the spirit. Anybody who believes it, put your hands together immediately. Yes. You are so attentive that your intention, yeah, 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 yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Your eyes of the spirit are trained. In a ministry, where is the Spirit of God going? As a worship leader, he knows the flow of the Spirit. As a preacher, he understands the flow of the Spirit. As a pastor, I try to get into, instead of doing many things, I try to see where is the Holy Spirit taking the church forward to. Does he want our church to be in Ramurthinagar? Does our church needs to be in Brigade Road? Does our church needs to be in NG Road? Does our church needs to be five hours from somewhere here? Everybody is smiling. Pastor, only you will be there. But if I sense it in the spirit, pastor spoke about a man of God, at a boy in Africa, where he had a, almost 50,000 people coming in that church for one service. God suddenly said to take the church three hours far away from the city. If it was us, we would have said that is not grace. But he, he was so attentive to the spirit, he had, his, he had his intentions on doing what God wants to do. He said, even not a soul comes, I will have it. Praise the Lord. He built and a bigger sanctuary, three, four hours from the church that you're already at 50,000 people. Now, pastor said, on a Sunday service, for one service, five lakh people attended. Five lakh people. Praise the Lord. Why? His intentions were there. He was so attentive that he gave his intentions to the Spirit. Attention and intentions go together. Only if a person is attentive. Otherwise, you don't have the intention. When you're attentive to the Spirit, hey, go early at 10 o'clock in the morning because I'm going to start... Mother, there's a flow that is going to come right at 10 o'clock. If you're attentive to the Spirit, your intentions are there to reach on time. Oh, come on. Come on. Otherwise, take your time, have a bath, shave. Oh. Yeah, anyway, Sunday, scrub four times because last four days you didn't have a bath. <laughs> and by the time you come, the pastor started preaching. Night on time. 
intention wasn't there praise the lord i'm not speaking out of you know friday i can understand you know the traffic your work and all that but whatever it is if you are attentive to the spirit i'm so happy to see all of you on a friday evening praise the lord because your intention were there if you're so attentive to the spirit the spirit will tell you what a good wife god has given you if you're not attentive you will not have the intentions to work with her to work in her to raise her up ah i got married you have an intention you are so attentive to the lord i want to be with my husband i want to be with with my wife at the end of 2018 we will grow into 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 see this is what god is showing us we will grow together we raise our children up in that praise the lord there's an intentions there oh, how to be a good protege i will support my pastor i will support this church to grow up it's not about me it's not about competition it's not about running the race and 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 and, uh, and beating the other person down and reaching the friend no no it, it is to going together reaching unto the vision let's uh, support the pastor in prayer in preaching let's pray through the night let's see this there's an intention because you have you have heard you've been attending to the voice of the lord speaking about a revival that is going to hit the city there's a revival that's going to come to the church and you are attentive that the church is about to grow you want to be your your intentions are there to be a part and the parcel of what god is going to do hallelujah and when you are there god will take care of the rest your intention is the kingdom hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord you're so yielded to the spirit even your conversation carries relief and reassurance and re restoration and renewal and hope you don't have to force to speak hope hope flows from within you you meet somebody who to witness you don't need to force if you have attentive to the spirit you will have the you 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 will know the right person to witness to amen i was asking the lord at least give us the grace to reach one to one one person bringing one soul to the lord praise the lord we are keep winning the people who are already inside we are keep winning our 15 years we are keep winning each other today's church is winning each other that should have happened years back we should have won each other by now we have to see the harvest jesus second coming we being a part and parcel of what god is doing in the city hallelujah if there is intention to win souls you'll be attentive to the spirit it all goes together hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord i finish with this rhythm is all about a beat all about a flow music people will know what a rhythm is if you ask a jazz musician they speak about polyrhythms i don't understand polyrhythms but i'm not a jazz musician i never knew jazz I've, but there are rhythms a steady beat is a pattern from the word that is breathed into our lives or situation as you as as you get into it there is a flow there's a pattern that that the flow gives there's a pattern of the holy spirit even when we hear the word we will get always into that pattern it gets us into that pattern into that path of the spirit and our future will be revealed when we get into this unforced rhythm of the grace of god trusting in the spirit every moment that is the place where god said be still and know that i'm god there's a stillness in that rhythm Jesus was in the rhythm even in the storm and the waves that stillness was there he was still in the rhythm in the rhythm you can calm the storm come on church you will not be unforced unfaced by storms and scary thoughts you still calm the storm there's divine authority and power that flows from within you somebody asked pastor we know once how do you switch off and switch on because some, sometimes he said he has estate works he takes care of his family's estate property estate works there are there are cases connected with it. there are union people so many things i have five children to look after so somebody asked how do you switch on and switch off he says just get into the flow of the spirit you need to switch on i say what's what's happening in the spirit hallelujah 
It's not our effort or our power. His power giving us that needed effort. Is there an effort? Yes, you are there. But where does the effort come from? His power is pushing. Oh, glory to God. His power is pushing. Is giving you that effort. Hallelujah. To reach your destination. You all understand this. When speaking about Zion in or the church or God's people in Isaiah 33 and 20 and the 21, it is spoken so beautifully. There's a word that I've taken. I remember the early 2000, but it's so beautiful. Isaiah chapter 33, 20 and 21st. Look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feasts. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation, a tabernacle that will not be taken down. Not one of its stakes will ever be removed, nor will any of its cords be broken. But there the majestic Lord will be for us, a place of broad rivers and streams, in which no galley with rows, oars will sail, nor majestic ships pass by. No galley with oars. In the river of God, you don't reach anywhere with the oars. Not your strength. Praise the Lord. You have to surrender and yield your life to the flow of that river. Oh, come on church. Praise the Lord. You have to surrender or yield your will to that rhythm. That river will carry you. Praise the Lord. The spirit of God does the hard work. Man does not live by bread alone, but the proceeding word, the Rima word, the Spirit of God will take you forward through the Rima word when you surrender. Come on, church. Even while you are praying in tongues, you are not praying. It's not the tongues that breaks the pass in the heaven or the air above. It is after you pray in tongues and you're so full, the proceeding word that come out of your mouth. Come on, come on, come on. That breaks the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because the proceeding word is key. So you, today, you have to step into that faith. Step into that river by faith. Have your intention to act on what God says. When you have the intentions, God's grace will all automatically start flowing. God knows your heart. When you have the heart is in the right position, the moment you take that step, that you will suddenly experience God's grace moving with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a beautiful word. Let God arise. Let us have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. It is not making God arise. It is let God. Don't force yourself to love somebody. Allow the love of God. Let it flow. Amen. It's there. Poured into your hearts. Allow the love of God. Do we have to forgive? Yes, we have to. But how do you do it? Force yourself. <laughs> Allow the love of God. It's permanent relationships are restored. Praise God. Let you have this mind of Christ. Let you have. Not make your mind like the mind of Christ. Let. Allow. Let it flow. Everybody say let it. Let it flow. That is a key. If you are in your work, your entrepreneur, in your business, the key is to allow the Lord. That gut feeling in the presence of God. The gut feeling, that risk that you will want to take. That, 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 that intuition that you get. In the, in the flow of the Spirit. Not, no, no, not according to whims and fantasies and stupidity in the flow of the spirit you know there's a faith there's a, a dynamics there's, there's a soup there's an ability that's coming from within you Amen. even today we have to be yoked to that jesus and trust him plow with him to fresh grounds let's decide this evening how do you move in the rhythm of the grace to be tied with jesus walk with him don't be burned out don't be burned out with religion come and work with me walk with me be company with me and as we do it together 
He doing the hard work and me following him. Hallelujah. We will plow new grounds for the Lord. Amen. As we go along, we'll sow new seeds. And as we sow seeds, we'll have new harvest together for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you're led by the Spirit, two things that you will see is you'll be yoked with the Lord and His people. You will not be yoked with the unbelievers. You can never be led by the Spirit if you're compromising with the unbelievers. Blessed is the man who does not walk with them, the Bible says. Praise the Lord. You love the sinner, but you don't compromise with the sinner. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The same Peter who compromised with the people who crucified Jesus, preached to the people who crucified Jesus in Acts chapter 2. I'm not saying that don't love them, don't reach out to them, don't walk with them, don't take them for a coffee, but give them Jesus. Preach the finished work of Jesus. Preach Jesus who has died for them, for their sins. Hallelujah. And tell them how much God loves them. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah that when you, when you have that intention, you can tell anybody. And I'm not ashamed of that Jesus. This Jesus saved me. This Jesus will save you too. Deuteronomy 22, 22, I think, says an ox and a donkey should not be yoked together. You are an ox and not a donkey. Look at somebody and say, you're not a donkey, you're an ox. Oh, you're not sure. Some of you are like, like a donkey voice saying that you're an ox. Come on. Hallelujah. Compromise is deadly. Hallelujah. Psalm 92 says, he will anoint you like that of a mighty wild ox. He'll anoint you with fresh oil that exalt your strength like that of a mighty ox. One is to avoid compromising with unbelievers. Number two, ask for fresh oil every day to exalt your strength like that of a mighty ox. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To walk with Jesus, plowing with Jesus. He will give you that oil to do it. Amen. He will anoint you afresh for his glory. Ephesians 5, 18 says, be filled every day in the spirit and don't be drunk with compromise. Wine speaks about compromise, but be filled with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes and amen. The rhythm of God's grace. Hallelujah. The unforced rhythm of God's grace. The unforced rhythm of God's grace. Hallelujah.